Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast, where we talk to businesses large and small, experts in subjects across the spectrum of business, entrepreneurialism, tech, innovation, investment and finance. I'm Jake Shaw, your host. If you'd like to learn more about Amaze, please go to www.amaze.com. Hello everybody, today I am joined by the sleep nanny, Lucy Shrimpton. Anybody who has children, and especially if you are running a business, sleep is really important. Lucy helps young children sleep. Let's think about who the customer is, helps the parents of young children to get the children to sleep. Hello, Lucy. Hi. You're a hero already. You actually provide a service that is really, really needed. How do you become the sleep nanny? How did you get to be that person? Interestingly, I'd never thought of or even conceived of the idea of somebody who helps people with sleep. It wasn't even something that I don't think would come to mind unless you've been there and experienced it, either as a parent or a childcare worker or something like that. I had horrendous sleep deprivation and people kept saying oh yeah that won't last and I thought oh, this is good I was a bit smug and I'd read about people who help with this kind of thing I'm very much a proponent of getting help when you need it I became fascinated by the topic I've always been into psychology anyway and science and this was something that I couldn't get out of my head and after I would say it's probably about a year it wouldn't go away it just would not leave my mind and I think that's when you, you know you're really supposed to do something is when you can't shake it and so yeah from there the brand of the sleep nanny was was born so yes inspired by my son <laughs> what do you do how does a sleep nanny do its thing What we do is behavioural based, it's not medical, it's not clinical. My role and also what I teach to people who become consultants is all behavioural based. So you're assessing and spotting what's going on with the child through communication with the parents. So you don't actually treat children, you're not hands on with the child. You're more of a coach and consultant who is working verbally with parents, getting all that information from them so that you can then see what's happening and then you can guide and advise them on how to resolve that problem. And this is why it's so flexible and can be done online and and around the world with people because you don't have to physically go into the home to do this. So this is a business born online, wasn't it? I mean, there hasn't been a physical classroom activity. Take me through how you built this business. So I started off going to families' homes and actually sitting on the sofa or at the kitchen table and talking through it with them. Uh, Over the years, people have become a lot more comfortable connecting online. But when I started out, that wasn't quite such the norm. But I quite quickly realised that in order to scale and in order to serve more people and reach more people, I couldn't just do that. The travel time alone, even if I kept it reasonably local, it was restrictive. And, you know, I'd I'd hit a limit. I've got people who want my help, but I, I don't have the time. So I knew I had to take it online and I did that quite quickly within my first year. The way we do it via Zoom, you can record the call and then send that to the parents. So if, say, mum's on that consultation but dad's at work, well then when dad gets home he can watch it back. And rather than trying to get secondhand information from his wife who might be tired and not have digested it all, you know, they've got that there to replay as much as they want, which actually adds value. Then you've scaled this business and I'm very interested to hear how you did that online. With the formula I put together, used, tried, tested and 
and found that it was really effective and worked, I obviously then could help more people. I was working with them online, I was working with people on the other side of the planet, and I thought, okay, this works, this is good. How do I help even more people? I've written a book, I've got that out there, but people need a person. They often need that person, and I knew that I'm only one person, and even working online, there's still only so many hours in the day and so many people you can support. So that's when I thought the next level to scaling is then to train other people to do what I do, to deliver that service that I deliver. So I explored different options, you know, franchising, licensing, still took a year or so to evolve that and to really pin that down. But I got started, I did it, I went for it, trained them. So what I did was I put everything I knew into an online course. I structured it in a way that's manageable because most people coming into this they have kids or they're transitioning from another career so they can't just give up their whole time to study. So I made it manageable so they could learn everything. And the thing I wanted to do right from the get-go with my training was make sure that you don't just learn about childhood sleep and you don't just learn how the, the expertise, but you also learn about business. You learn how to put this into a business of your own to be successful, because otherwise, what's the point in knowing all this stuff, but then having no clients to work with? And um, so that's how Sleep Nanny Academy came about. And now we're training people to be sleep consultants all over the world, which means our reach to exhaustive families is even bigger. There are lots of businesses that are consultative in, in the sense that yours is. So what I'm interested to find out is how easy or how hard that was. With the internet, you can connect with somebody across the road or across the globe in exactly the same way. So I still have people now coming into my academy and they think they've got to build their business very locally and in the community. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I think there's definitely power to getting known in your local area and having face to when we can, you know, having face to face experiences, going to nurseries and playgroups and things. It's great to do that. And I did do that. And I, I do advocate that but it's not ha it's just not having any fear or, or putting limitations on yourself to stay local when you can provide the same service to people everywhere so what effect has lockdown had on your business it's had a positive effect on business suddenly being stuck at home not only were um, sleep challenges revealed as like oh hang on my baby doesn't just sleep it's actually a much more challenging thing than I thought but also I think there were more there were more dads who perhaps protected from um, an exhausted wife and child that suddenly went wow this actually is really a problem and we heard from more dads as well and also more people were comfortable with accessing these sorts of things online so we saw a big and have continued really to see a big influx in people um, looking for help with sleep. And on top of that, we've had with the academy as well, people being made redundant, people suddenly realizing their job is not secure, people wanting to find a way that they can work online and from home for the long term and do something that's turned out to be pandemic proof. Were you offered any or did you take any support from the government at all? I was experiencing a business going through rapid growth. <laughs> I felt like my time was being squeezed more than ever and homeschooled two children. And so I had a bit of an initial tantrum about it. Then they bought out the bounce back loans, which I thought was you know, a brilliant idea. I know other businesses who have hugely benefited from that help. What support have you received from your bank? I'm not sure I can speak for all banks and, um, on this one, but for me, yeah, it, it's absolutely been there. Going back to some practicalities, how are you actually taking 
payment for your services from customers. How does that work? We can take payments securely online because the way it integrates with the systems that I use. I like my tech, <laughs> um, so I like to make things easy to use. So, yeah. You've had this growth. You've coped with the lockdown and the remote working. Is there any advice you'd give to people about things? You've got to get online, even if that's partially, and focus on the things that you can control rather than what you can't control. Because actually, there's usually a way you can innovate. There's usually a way you can evolve. And that's something I've always done is, you know, reinvent yourself if you have to. But it's about evolving and innovating. What do you think is going to happen in 2021? To be fair, I'm such an optimist that I trust everything will be okay. Those outside things are, they're not in my control. I guess I think, you know what, if we've got through 2020, whatever 2021 has in store for us, We'll overcome it. We'll overcome it. I I lost my father when I was 18. You find a way and help it to drive you. Where do people find the Sleep Nanny? So yeah, sleepnanny.co.uk for all things sleep and you'll find information about our academy there as well. You can go directly to the academy on sleepnannyacademy.com if you're thinking, ooh, I'd like to become a sleep consultant um, and explore our training. If you need tips for kiddies sleep, my YouTube channel is a great place for that. Look up Lucy Shrimpton on YouTube. Lucy Shrimpton, thank you very, very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, please go to www.amaze.com and don't forget to like and share this podcast. <laughs>